Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. Our theme verse today comes from Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 to 4. That text says, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Let's face reality. In modern America, we live in a culture that relies heavily on comparison to others. In said comparison, we are regarded as winners only when we perpetually outdo those next to us. Subsequently, we compete in education, we compete on the job, we compete in what we buy, we compete in how we look, we compete in sports, and dare I say, we may even compete in church. This begs a few questions. If society encourages us to beat our neighbor and the Bible tells us to love our neighbor, does that mean competing in and of itself is unbiblical? How does a Christian faithfully compete? What does a Christian do to protect themselves from pride in competition? In this short, I will answer these three questions. The first question I will answer is, is it even Christian to compete? The short answer is yes, with a qualification. You see, the Bible makes it clear that when Christians compete, why they compete is animated by a totally different frame of mind. In 1 Corinthians 4.7, the Apostle Paul asks, For who regards you as superior? What do you have that you did not receive? Paul is essentially making the point that in the body of Christ, different people have different gifts, but all of those gifts are just that, gifts, and those gifts are from God. Therefore, no one has any room to boast, because the reason they have been equipped with unique ability is the result not of themselves, but of the gracious favor of the Lord. So with this in mind, when a Christian is good at something, he or she does not compete to belittle others and exalt themselves. They can certainly use their abilities, but in that use, they know the gift is not their own. As a result, when talents are exercised in God-honoring ways, it is ultimately God who is glorified. If John Doe wins a championship, graduates at the top of his class, or is the one who outperforms others and secures a C-suite position, John Doe recognizes that it is not he who is great, but the God whom he serves is great and has gifted him with certain unique talents. The second question I will answer is, how does a Christian compete? And the short answer is that a Christian has unique attitude toward competition. You see, modern culture tells us that as we look to those to our left and to our right, there is something in us that is better than them, and we ought to prove that superiority by besting them. What the Bible tells us is that every Christian has a figurative race to run in life, but the runners in that race do not pursue their own ends, but pursue Christ. We are therefore running for Jesus and competing for Him. Hebrews 12, 1-2 says, Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. 
Running for Christ simply means that we have a purposeful intent that considers how other followers of Christ will be edified by what we are doing. Running for Christ does not exclusively consider the self, but considers how the self can be better equipped to equip others. Running for Christ means you not only run your own race, but also strive to pick up and encourage others in their own race. In running for Christ, you realize that the race is not timed and is won just by crossing the finish line. This frees you up to stop, turn around, pick up, and run alongside others as they endure the aches of the race in pursuit of the goal. Running for Christ means that our neighbors are not threats to be vanquished, but allies to be encouraged. Running for Christ means that the object of our race is Jesus as we imitate Him in thought, word, and deed. This transformed attitude liberates us to have a genuine sense of joy and satisfaction when others succeed and when others triumph. This is the exact opposite of a competitive ethos that regards the triumph of others to be a marker of defeat. The final question I will answer is, what does a Christian do to protect themselves from pride in competition? We now return back to where we started in Philippians 2 verses 3 to 4, which again says, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. The spirit of the age wants us to feel superior and crush others in competition. It wants us to believe that we have talents because of ourselves and the exaltation of the self is rightly deserved when we win. What Philippians 2, 3-4 commands us is that we ought to regard others as more important than ourselves. This regard is not a rejection of reality where someone either denies their own gifts or affirms a gift that someone else does not have. This regard means adopting the purposeful mindset that everyone around you is worthy of your service and thus you can excel to benefit the interests of others. So, for example, if you are an experienced administrator in a church, someone fresh out of college certainly will not be a more experienced nor a more competent administrator. But listening to Paul in Philippians 2, you regard this fresh young rookie as worthy to be served and equip them with all the wisdom and skill that you have learned over the decades. Training and raising them up is not a threat to your position because this young person whom you serve is being nurtured and can grow and serve others. They may even end up being a more competent administrator which testifies to your diligent service and the grace of God. Viewing competition in this light, what I hope is clear is that Christians ought not to become obsessed with competition because soldiers in the kingdom of God realize eternity is at stake. The devil is delighted when Christians compete with one another and are distracted from the real battle that involves winning souls for Christ. When a unified church acts with one mind and competes as a whole against the persuasive power of the spirit of the age, Age, that is a competition worth having and a struggle worth fighting for. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.